Hello, and welcome to the 4th and Floundering Podcast. I am your host, Mitch. And I am Drew Harper. Drew, you're sounding a lot better than you did the last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, um, I had the... I guess two a, weeks off will do that, right? Yeah, two weeks off an inhaler and uh, lots of sleep and orange juice. Nice. Yeah. Nice, the cure for any uh, ailment. Any ailment, I guess including pneumonia. <laughs> but I'm glad that you're feeling better. I'm glad you're not like, you know... Hawking up, uh, hawking up a lung on our intro. Oh yeah, dude, I'm um, very, very thankful that I'm not. Me too, and I think everybody who's listening to this is also thankful, especially if they listened to the last one. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> they don't have to hear you like you know, like throw up like you know your entire like insides. On I the mean, microphone. I mean, I would like to be serenaded by the intro that I gave last time. So we'll have to see oh. if we can remix it. I don't know if my audio editing skills. Are, I can barely edit something out when we fuck up <laughs> i don't know if i could do it to make something that complicated I, I i think i know a guy um you know a guy who knows I, a guy i know a guy who knows a guy are we just going like full-on south philly like you got if you got a buddy i got a buddy i got a buddy who's got a pal who can hook me up <laughs> all right you say patchy young down patchy young <laughs> um yeah i i feel like not a ton has happened since we last met in a lot of ways. Yeah, in a lot of ways, but uh, a lot of heavy hitters have uh, have happened. A lot of heavy hits in the sports media have happened. Um, talking free agency and trade deadlines. Yeah, and I, I can't <laughs> wait to get into it, especially I think we'll, we're both going to collectively cry. Cry once when we, we get to Flyers. Yeah. flyers. Um, R.I.P. Summer. We're both going to be really confused when we get to baseball. Uh, <laughs> unless <laughs> something happens while we're recording. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean... They're on, they're on Vegas time right now. I, I legitimately don't know because every five minutes something different happens. Yeah. Um, but let's let's kick us off with some football because I think that's the... It's that time post-Super Bowl where it really is just the lull of the offseason. The combine hasn't started yet. Free agency hasn't kicked off. Yep. Teams have picked their coaching staffs for the most part. So it's, it's a kind of a boring time. For the most part, yeah. So I think the one thing that, that has happened happened at the end of last year, and I think we touched on it a little bit, uh, at least in person, like talking to each other, I don't think mm. we've been on the podcast yet, is talking about the opponents for next year. Yeah. For each of our teams. So <clears throat> let us kick it off. I actually thought I had it up and I don't. Awkward. Um, so let's kick it off with the, with the Cowboys list of opponents for next year. And at home, we have division rivals, Giants, Eagles, Skins, the Bills, the Packers, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. And away, we have the Giants, Eagles, Skins, the Bears, Lions, Patriots, Saints, and Jets. I think it's a much tougher away schedule than it is a home schedule. Yeah, I mean every any any NFC East game, whether the teams are shit or not that year, yeah. they're always competitive. But not even that. I just playing on the road in Chicago, which knowing which, how the schedule works, the Cowboys they're gonna get fucked and have to play in December. Yeah, in Chicago on like a Monday night football game. Yeah, um, you know Detroit is. They are what they are, but in New England, in New Orleans, um, and then the Jets are also sort of like, whatever, um, there's a really good chance that the Cowboys lose, like, five of their eight away games. Yeah. 
I think like I'm I'm a little bit braced for that. Obviously, it's so early in the offseason, we have no idea what anything is going to look like, right? I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is, is a free agent. That's going to be huge for the Cowboys because that's going to determine a lot of how their defense looks. Who knows what happens with Sean Lee? I, I know he's leaning towards playing, but but you really have no idea until something happens. Obviously, um, yeah. I, I think the home schedule is pretty weak. Like, I, I, I'm i not scared, with the exception of the Rams. I'm really not scared of anybody. The Packers aren't the Packers from a few years ago. I know the Bills are getting better, but they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. The Dolphins are, I don't know what they are. Um, trying to field a competitive team, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got rid of Gase, so. They did, but, and I guess no one knows how Ford is going to be as a head coach, but yeah. anytime Ryan Tannehill's your quarterback, I'm just not that worried uh and then the vikings who if it's the vikings from two years ago that's terrifying if it's the vikings from last year i could you know it's whatever so it's whatever um so it'll be interesting to see how the actual schedule layout goes but mm-hmm. overall i mean just based off of a rough like approximation of what i think their the record's gonna look like next year and again a lot of it is going to determine once the schedule actually comes out and we see the order in which these games how many are they playing in a row who are they playing away in December is going to be a big thing where's the bye week falling yeah but just looking solely based off opponents not taking in any other factors i think 10 and 6 11 and 5 is a, a very legitimate possibility for the cowboys next year um, if things break their way and free agency breaks their way yeah but i could also see a scenario where they're like 8 and 8 9 and 7 yeah and i feel like we say that Every every single every, year. Every year. For the last what? For the last nineteen like, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you go under the, the nine and nine or eight or seven. Rarely. Years. Rarely. Rarely. Very I, rarely. I will say one thing about the Cowboys. Uh, they have they are frequently and I would say always disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are very rarely not competitive. Yeah. Which I think is part of my frustration sometimes, yeah. is right? Is is like you know, you show me so much that's so good, mm-hmm. especially in like those eight games that they'll win, they'll look un- unbeatable. Yeah, no one's gonna stop them. Same thing with same thing with my and Eagles, the eight, man. The eight losses they have, it's just like how did you, how did you score any points? <laughs> Gar- or, uh, Garrett is probably mostly the reason why they have those eight losses. I mean, his, he doesn't know how to to manage a, a clock. Or, I, know. I mean, I he's like Andy Reid but younger. I think we've talked a little bit about this, and I'm. <laughs> I'm willing to give Garrett a little bit of a leash. I think the fact that they came back from three and five to not just make the playoffs but win a playoff game is impressive. And I'm not a Garrett the, fan. And win the division, and they won the division. And, and I'm not a Garrett fan at all. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I I still think that they could do a lot better and should do a lot better. But I think he you know he earned himself a little bit of rope. Um, like an inch. Like an inch. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are smart to not sign to an extension to let him play out this. His last year of his contract. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how the offensive game plan is going to look. Yeah. Especially now with Kellen Moore, but I mean, we'll know more about that as we get into OTAs and, yeah. and hear a little bit what they're running. When but. when you said uh, when you said leash and uh, Jason Garrett, I just imagined like one of those cute little dog like dog pictures that you take with your puppy. Like they just graduated obedience school, and I can just see like Jerry Jones and. Jason Garrett with an obedient school. It feels that way. It really does <laughs> feel that way sometimes. Like he, I think, I think that people who assume he only does exactly what Jerry Jones wants are naive. Mm-hmm. But I also think at the same time, like you can see, he's it. definitely a Jerry yes man, and the yeah. things that he'll make compromises on are 
astounding. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Scott Lenahan lasted an entire season, mm-hmm. um, and then the way his firing was handled, it, it was just bizarre. Uh, very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. But I want to touch on a couple more things with the Cowboys before we head over and stop your Eagles. Of course. Since we last talked, a couple of big things have happened. The big one is Terrence Williams wasn't released, but his contract wasn't picked up. Okay. So he has been a very mediocre receiver for the Cowboys mm-hmm. for his entire career there. He's had a couple of moments as a number two receiver that, that were encouraging or great, especially with Des Bryant. But he was never able, especially once injuries hit Des, he was never able to, to separate himself and be a, a consistent or good wide receiver. His last year here, he had two catches last season mm-hmm. uh, for 18 yards. He was awful. Did he um, have any injuries? He just didn't. He did, he did have some injuries. Okay. And, but he also had some off the field problems. He was never suspended. And I mm-hmm. think for the most part, it was the injuries. But he never really fit in to the to the game plan. Yeah. And, I mean, once they got Cooper, right? I mean, it was Cooper and Gallup's development. Yeah. And uh, Beasley. Beasley, which I hate saying Cole Beasley was a big part of your offense, but he kind of really was. Well, when they decided to throw him. Yeah. So I just want to. But I do want to, you know, take a moment. Terrence Williams was never my favorite cowboy, but he had three big moments that I feel like are important to mention. The 2014 catch against Seattle on third and 20 in the fourth quarter, down by three, 23 to 20. Um, Romo makes that ridiculous spin move to extend the play and fires it over to the sideline. One of the most athletic things I've ever seen Tony Romo do. Especially considering he was like 35. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was one of those, it was 2014, so he was, he was getting up there in age. And yeah. I mean, obviously the next year he's back. Injury. Sorry, um, <laughs> I'm not over it yet. Uh, that was just a huge play, and that was really a momentum builder for that, that 2014 season, which yeah. I, I think everybody kind of agrees was their their last best shot at doing anything in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, and, and possibly Romo getting a Super Bowl. But the referees in Green Bay, um, Des caught it. He did catch it, but I digress. Uh, he also caught Terrence Williams. Also caught Tony Romo's last touchdown pass against the Eagles. Oh. Um, um, that year that Dak took the spot and yes. Romo just played the last game. Yes, yeah, oh, he, yeah he came yeah. over for like he came in for one drive in that yeah. last game, yeah. like three of four, mm-hmm. uh, and I hit Terrence Williams in the back of the end. Zone. I still remember it very vividly. Uh, hit Terrence Williams in the back of the end zone. Yeah, uh, it was nice to send him off that way. It was nice to have it be against a division rival, um, <clears throat> and then he also caught the game-winning playoff touchdown catch against the Lions in 2014 wildcard round, which is Romo's last uh, playoff win. So, some some good things to note for Terrence Williams. I'm happy he's moved on, and I hope that we address wide receiver in the draft, get somebody else. I think Gallup and Cooper are going to be great together, mm. but especially if Beasley leaves, we're going we're gonna to have a hole to fill. Is Beasley's contract up this season? Beasley's contract is up this year, and I think it's he's been pretty vocal on Twitter that he's he's in this to to get a nice payday, and we'll see what happens. Hmm. I I think you bring Cole Beasley back if it's the right deal, but I wouldn't be breaking the bank to bring back a slot receiver. Yeah, who sometimes goes missing. Yeah, Julian Edel- Julian Edelman with uh, long hair, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, well, I fair. think Edelman's a Edelman's like a stronger receiver. Well, that's because of the performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely will help you be more physical. The, the horse meter, whatever his excuse was. <laughs> That's right. That was so weird. Um, but closing the book on the Terrence Williams career. Yeah. Uh, 
lines. The the weird negotiating strategies the Cowboys have had this offseason. Yeah. Um, I mean, it started, which we've talked about before, about them just telling Dak Prescott they're going to offer him a ridiculous contract, uh, which my feelings on that are pretty well known, which is why. Yeah. Um, but then today they're like, oh, no, we definitely, we're definitely going to give Ezekiel Elliott a long-term deal. Uh, that's diff- we, and we know the starting mark is going to be Todd Gurley. And I'm just, I, I, I'm just racking my brain. I, I think everybody knows that. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that the starting mark is. Yeah. But why are you just playing all of your hands? Like, just are you just giving everybody a blank checkbook? I mean, I guess they've said before. What's well, a cap Jerry's, space? Jerry said before that uh, that they're definitely going to sign Amari Cooper to a long term deal. I don't know what the cap space is at the moment. To be completely honest with you, and I know that they don't have to get everything done this year because yeah. you know they'll pick up Zeke's fifth year option if they haven't already, mm-hmm. um, and then him and Dak still have the shield from their contracts coming up. And then Cooper still has the shield for this contract. True. Uh, Gregor, or, um, Lawrence is the one you have to get done right now because Lawrence is a free agent and they're going to slap the franchise tag on him if they can't get, a, get yeah. an extension with yeah, him. Of course. So, and I don't know if he'll play under that. I mean, last year he was amazing and came back and played right away. Yeah. Didn't, you know, signed it immediately. Yeah, he He's might, not going to make it that easy for us this year. He, he might be the only defensive player that a franchise tag gets used on this season just because of how... Uh, impressive he is on your guys' front seven. And how young the rest of your defense really is because their contracts aren't going to be up. A lot of them are still on their rookie contracts. A lot of them are still. I mean, but Byron Jones is going to be a free agent at the end of next year. Yeah, but you guys aren't. You guys probably aren't going to keep him anyway. I He played so well in Chris Richard's scheme for the first like 15 games of the year. Yeah. He faded at the end. Yeah, um, which is when you kind of really need him. Well, we, we needed him and everybody against yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Um... So I'm not quite sure what Jerry and Steven think they're doing with their negotiating strategies. I you figured know. they would have learned this from that by now, uh, but what do I know? Maybe they know something I don't. Maybe they're just try, trying They're trying not to insult anybody, which, why are you living in fear of your players? I think I think they're just <laughs> trying to save face in front of in front of their players, to be honest. Well, and I think that, I think that every fan is so invested in having Elliot and Cooper... And Dak at this point, I don't know. Well, I don't. Know, I shouldn't say Dak, but I think Elliot and Cooper are the two that everybody wants. They're going to need a fan base, but they are so enamored with Dak. Are I you, think they're trying to keep like you guys can like. I know you and a lot of the other like you're indifferent to Dak, but a lot of Cowboys fans love Dak Prescott. Which I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm no. saying he's hot and cold. There's no like like when he's consistently good. Yeah, that's okay, but he can like there's there's spans of time where he's really really bad. I need to see what he looks like with a full season of Amari Cooper. At the end of last year, he he looked like an elite quarterback. He yeah, absolutely did. In the first half of last year, uh, he was he, he could was not terrible. throw throw ten yards down the field. And I don't know. So to be completely honest, I don't know how much of it was just the, the offensive game plan. Yeah, and how much of it was his decision making or lack thereof. Um, but it was really frustrating last year watching him for the first half. And then also, so it was the first half of last year and the second half of the year yeah. before. Uh, and then, you know, you put that together with the fact that he had a great rookie year and a great first half of his sophomore year. I mean, it's kind of a wash at this point. Yeah. So I don't know which Dak Prescott I'm getting. I need to see a full year of him with Amari Cooper. Uh, when he's when he's on, he's great. He yeah. really is. He's mobile. He, he's got a good arm. 
I think he can be pretty accurate when he needs mm-hmm. to be. But, but sometimes if you're, if, he disappears, especially if he doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott. But the, the way your offense, if you have Dak and are missing one of the other two pieces, is in shambles compared to having a different quarterback and having Ezekiel Elliott and Cooper. I, I think my biggest knock on Jason Garrett, above everything else, is that his teams don't battle adversity very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt whether it was Sean Lee in the past or it was Ezekiel Elliott, it just takes one injury or one suspension or one something. Uh, Romo, multiple times, honestly, anytime he got hurt. Uh, it just takes one injury, one suspension, one something to make this team go completely off the rails. Instead of a tiny crack in the windshield, the entire windshield comes crashing in. Yes, absolutely. And they don't know... They don't know how to prepare for it. Yeah, I feel like sometimes. No, there's no, there's no backup plan. Obviously. So I, and honestly, this is the off season where it's like, be smart to carry your own guys, sign Lawrence, and then honestly, like, don't make any big moves in free agency. Don't make any ridiculous trades in the draft. Just sign depth. Mm-hmm. Just take care of. Give us a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, get us a couple more defensive pieces, especially on the line. Like, but they don't have to. You don't have to get. You know, Aaron Donald, like, you don't have to get the next superstar defensive tackle or defensive end. We just need solid guys who can play. Um, But enough about the Cowboys. I want to move on to the Eagles. All right, yeah, I'm 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 fine with that. So Um, I have their schedule up. I think I have it, too. Um, Go for it. So our home schedule right now. Look at that. I pulled up the same website. (laughs) 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 Their home schedule that I got... um, we got the Redskins, Dallas Cowboys, and uh, New York Giants, obviously at home, divisional rivals. Then we got Detroit, Chicago, New England, uh, the Jets, and the Seattle Seahawks all at home next season. Okay. Um, and then our away games, divisional rivals, so Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. We got the Packers. We got the Vikings. We got Miami. We got the Bills. And we got the Falcons. That's a weak schedule, dude. Yeah, it's one of the easier schedules. That is um, a weak going off schedule. going off of everybody's records from last year. Um, but um, I hope the Packers game is earlier in the season because I don't want to play there in December. You're and really in November. Your away games are. I mean, I, we've talked about the fact that the, the NFC East plays each other really hard every year. Yeah. Aside from that, like. But we we the Eagles have been playing really well against the Redskins and the Giants away. For like the past five years, six years, yeah. no matter who the head coach is, no matter who the players are that we have on the field, we've been playing well against them. It's just a toss up between our two teams, and that's really how the NFC East has been. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Like I, I honestly, I'm not scared to play in Green Bay next year. I'm not scared to play mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Miami doesn't scare me. Buffalo doesn't scare me. Hell Atlanta, no. Atlanta is so hot and cold. They, it's so unpredictable. To be and honest. Home, Depending on when, <laughs> depending on when the Falcons game is, I might buy a ticket just to go to the stadium. Yeah, just I, to I'd take like a trip. To, I'd like to get down there. I've too. I've been to Atlanta, beautiful city, love it. I would love to go back for like another day or two, like before the game, and then fly home after the game. Is Atlanta like the one stadium you want to see the most? I like so when I went, I I went about two summers ago. Okay. Um, they were in the pro. They were finishing up the stadium, so I okay. saw the outside. It was beautiful, and then I, I didn't get to see the inside because obviously they were working on it still. It was like three weeks before the preseason when they were gonna show it for the last the last preseason game of the of, sure. the, of the summer. Um, is that before or after they install the Chick Fil A that's not open on Sundays? 
in the football stadium. Probably before, because they were still working on the inside. <laughs> but, um, no, it was a beautiful stadium, and I would love to see it, because it it's looks gigantic. It looks gorgeous. It's huge. Yeah, I, I, that's a stadium I'd love to get down to. You know where I really want to go down, and it's not necessarily because of the stadium, it's more so for the atmosphere? I really want to go and catch a game in New Orleans. Yeah. Whether it's like a neutral game mm-hmm. or not, I yeah. just think... I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I love the city to begin with, mm-hmm. but I mean, just their crowd seems wild. I would have loved to have caught a game in Oakland. I know the stadium's garbage or was yeah. garbage, but just to have an opportunity to, to be among the, <laughs> the fans in the black hole would have been crazy. Oh, dude, crazy. that would have been great. I, the Vegas isn't going to be able to bring a tenth of the energy. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, yeah, so your home schedule's pretty easy, though, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm only really scared I mean, of the only. I'm not really even necessarily scared of you guys and the Patriots. Those are just our toughest games and the Seahawks. Bears, do the Bears. But I'm not. I'm not. Not a ton changed on the Bears. With Bears, I mean, I know. I know fans are left, but. But I'm like, most of our problems from the Bears. Like, a lot of our problems this season were from our defense. Yeah. So, I feel like if our defense comes back healthy. We're going to be okay. So and, and until it's a healthy Carson Wentz, because you're not going to have Nick Foles to back him up. No, and I, I know that, and I I'm realizing that I'm not I'm not saying oh we're going to have another season with both of the quarterbacks. No, I know what. Could what, you imagine if they kept them both? Not going to happen, but that'd be awesome. I'm just curious what the media here would be like. It would go insane. That would be the most toxic media. It would because we've been tearing us apart. But I like. I love Carson. I liked the way he played when he was fully healthy. I want him to play when he's fully healthy. If he's trying to fight through a back injury or come to come back too quick after an ACL tear, he's not playing 100% and he's not going to come back the way like people are quick to forget the kind of season that he was having our Super Bowl run before he got hurt. He was an MVP candidate. He was. He had the second most amount of passing touchdowns, and he only got beat by Russell Wilson on the last game of the season. In thirteen games, he was he was eleven and two record. Yep. Thirty three touchdown passes, mm-hmm. seven interceptions, and then he added another. He had a bunch of rushing yards. Three hundred yards on yeah. the ground with with no rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was having a great year, and people were quick to forget about that just because. Nick Foles came in and brought us to the Super Bowl. But look at the kind of season that we had last year, and both of them played okay. Yeah. So, I, like, if Carson comes, if we keep Carson, cool. Trade Nick Foles outside of the NFC East. Send him somewhere. I don't care. Jacksonville. Uh, I, I don't know. Who else is having fucking quarterback issues? Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati or Jacksonville, I don't care. Send him that way. Um, or, or we keep Foles and get rid of Wentz. I'm fine with either of them because the way the league is set up, quarterbacks are going to be like, Nick Foles has another solid six years. He's, he's 30. Last year was his age 29 season. Yeah. And that's, I'm fine. Tom Brady's 40 something. (laughs) He never ages. (laughs) He's ageless at this point. Yeah. You know, the way the way the the way that quarterbacks can cannot be hit anymore. The only way that they get hurt is if they leave the pocket, which look how Carson tore his ACL. Look how RG3 got hurt. Look how look how um well, I I think that's the that's the biggest comparison that I have for Carson Wentz to RG3. Yeah. Because I think that 
Mike Shanahan, and we've talked about this before, just destroyed RG3's career. I mean, RG3 had some culpability into it, right? Like, mm-hmm. the dude never learned to slide. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, Shanahan and the skins like, forced RG3 back out there where his knee was yeah, still just broken. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason for them to make him play through that. It, it yeah. completely derailed his career. And I think that the Eagles might have made a mistake with letting Wentz come back so early last year. Yeah, well, they didn't want him to come back unless he was ready, and he said he was ready. So, right, but the play, so guys like guys like a Carson Wentz are always going to want to play. Of course, because he uh, the way he's looking at it, his backup quarterback was the Super Bowl MVP, and he's playing okay the first three games of the season. Yeah. He doesn't want to lose his job. Right. You know, which is totally understandable. But, the so, I guess the bottom line is, I'm not scared of our, the way our schedule is set up, whether, depending on where all the games fall. Um, if you really look at it, the only teams that had winning records were the Seahawks, who didn't even win their division, the Bears, um, Pats, and the Cowboys. The Cowboys, the Patriots, and then... Minnesota technically had a winning record. Minnesota technically had a winning record. So five out of the five out of the teams that were playing, five of the teams that were playing had winning records. We play you guys twice. Yeah. So I, six games that we're that we're going to be having had teams with a winning record last I'm year. I'm curious if the Bears are going to come out for blood though. They honestly might. They already cut Parky. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that was today. That was yesterday. Well, yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Topical. Very, very <laughs> topical. Um. But whatever we make quarterback decision-wise, I'm probably going to repeat myself until we end up seeing where Foles goes or whether we keep him and trade Wentz. I don't, I, I, I don't care. I don't, like, I, I, I'll take either or. Because quarterbacks cannot be tackled the way they were 10 years ago. This is true. So their, 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 their long, the longevity of quarterbacks is greatly rising. In yeah, I mean example Tom Brady and Drew Brees <laughs> and Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. Yeah, guys are having their best years of the career. You know, 38, 39, 40. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. So, is there anything else about the Eagles you want to touch on? I think there's a certain running back who you would like to come to the Eagles. <clears throat> I didn't say I'd like him to come. Um, he is flirting with the idea of coming. Um, when okay. Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he is not being tied down to the Steelers organization anymore. They're going to let him go to free agency. Um, he was like, where should I go on Twitter? So literally the entire NFL <laughs> was like, come to my team, come to my team, come to my pick team. Pick me, pick me, pick and me. And somebody said, come to the Eagles, and he did, the I think, the thinking emoji. I can't remember. But the way our offense is set up, we're running back by committee anyway. So if Le'Veon Bell comes, it's just going to wreck the system that we have with our running backs. Yeah. And he's going to want to want 80% of the touches. But if and we have... percent of your available cap space. Pretty much. Which is almost non-existent. So are, you, are the Eagles in a cap bind this year? I don't know. Okay. Close. We're close. Yeah, I know in the past you've been really fiscally responsible, but I feel like... They've been much more willing to spend, and which yeah. paid off, right? They won one of a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, you, you, we know that you have to do that. Yeah, um, but it's just after the Super Bowl, everybody's contracts started coming up, so um, people are making adjustments or um, extensions are coming up or free agency for some players. Um, I think Timmy Jernigan, but are going to be in talks of trying to um, 
I think he's going into um, a free agency year, so they're probably going to drop him and just pick up for a smaller contract because I don't see him going anywhere else. Yeah. I don't see anybody picking up Timmy fucking Jernigan. I mean, he's pretty much Marshawn Lynch just on the defensive line. <laughs> Personality-wise, it's literally the same. They're the same exact person. They just give zero fucks. <laughs> just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, pretty much. But if Le'Veon Bell comes to the Eagles, cool. Like, I'll throw whatever money that we have that you're willing to take at him. But it's gonna we're gonna have to adjust our offense to it. But imagine a uh, offense with Zachary Stiles Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, a prospering Nelson Aguilar, and Car- a healthy Carson Wentz with Le'Veon Bell, with our O line that's already that'd be sick. With our O line that's questionably when they're healthy, top five in yeah. the whole league. It'd be it'd be a, a nasty offense, but it would cost way too much money. <coughs> yeah, you'd be able to do nothing. Nothing, like, absolutely you'd be nothing. So far up against the cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. We might as well just make uh, Mayalata be our running back. <laughs> that t- fridge two point Let's go. I'm down. Jason Kelsey. <laughs> I want I want to keep Jason so bad. I don't think he retires. I, he's he had his best year this year. One of, his, one of his best years. He had a really good year last year and a really good year this year. He did. He was great. Um, he I, was great. He was the best center in, in football. I can agree to that because Zach Martin, or because uh, Travis Frederick wasn't playing. This year he had he, had, he was the best he was the yeah. best center in football. Absolutely, he absolutely was. Him and his brother were both all pros first team, well, he, which is insane. I think Travis Kelsey's also officially taken over the mantle for best tight end in football. Well, yeah, he's he's more healthy than Gronk. Yeah. If Gronk had the sustainability that Travis Kelsey does, I would say Gronk hands down would be the best, best tight end in football. But then you got players like Ertz and Kittle on the rise, who are also really good tight ends. We had a really good year for tight ends this year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting um, with the combine coming up. Um, uh, mock drafts coming out every week, and I'm still not reading any of them because oh, there's I'm, no point in it for the next like four or five weeks. I'm buying into it. You're starting to at some point. Like I, I degree. I'm dabbling. Dabbling. I'm dabbling in the mock drafts. Seeing the first five picks, and they're like, all right. I'm... But so my thing is like, then I remember we don't have a first round pick, so I'm just like, yeah, hey, I don't need to read this. <laughs> um, I'm curious if just rapid fire quickly, do you have a preferred Antonio Brown destination? Preferred Antonio Brown destination? Yeah, where do you think Antonio Brown would fit best? San Francisco. I, I was going to say, I really think it's San Francisco. <laughs> I think it'd be a no-brainer. And I, I, I'm not just saying that because most of the media is saying that. Um, they need a... Like Jimmy a, G and him? Jimmy G with a solid number one wide receiver opens up the offense like crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. Especially when you look at the, at the Seahawks, their defense is going to start going down because all of their cornerbacks and their safeties are old as fuck. They don't have Sherman anymore. Um, Earl Thomas, I'm pretty sure, isn't going to stay with the Seahawks after the season that, that just happened. Oh, please come to Dallas. Please come to Dallas. <laughs> please don't come to Dallas. Um, but with Kittle and uh, the various running backs that they had, because I'm they didn't have it by committee, they just had running back issues with injuries. Every running back that they had had pretty good seasons. And a healthy Jimmy G is scary. Yeah, assuming he comes back 100% healthy. Yeah. He got injured early enough last year where he should be able to come back 100% week one. healthy. But right, week one, week two. Knees are, knees are a fickle thing. You never, you never quite know. Yep. But I'm all in on Antonio Brown in San Francisco. I think that would be a really good 
move for him. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a really good move for the Niners. Another another team that I think he would be really good on. I actually think the Bears would improve with him. The Bears would greatly. improve I don't think with it would him. ever happen. No, but I think the Bears would greatly improve with him. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I think any time a wide receiver is being shopped, like it has to be talked about as a destination to England. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way the Steelers are Steelers let him are go not sending him to, to the England. Patriots. There's no way. Every single time. Well, I mean, look at the last time the the Steelers got rid of a player, and then they went to the Patriots. James Harrison, and then James Harrison tore them the fuck apart. Yeah, but hey, James Harrison found just another year. Yeah, so I uh, that took way longer to talk about football than I really thought it would. Um, it, it is what it is, you know. I I want to move on to hockey. Hockey, hockey. Um, I think because. Just first of <coughs> the stadium series happened. Yeah, and you were there. I was there. It was great. It was messy. Yeah. It was really messy. It was raining. It was pouring. The old man um, was indeed snoring. Honestly, the old man was snoring for about two and a half of periods. periods. Of Not even two and a half. It was two periods of hockey, and then with two and a half minutes left, we just started scoring. Yeah, it was... So being there, it was such a sloppy game. Mm-hmm. It did. It didn't fit the Flyers could keep the the stick the puck on their stick. Yeah. Uh, if for no other reason, I think the rain. Um, yeah. You know, but the, the they came back and they won it, and the way they won it, insane. Um, between the hit from Simmons, the the Giroux overtime goal, and there's now I think what's become an instantly iconic Philadelphia photo. Are you not entertained? Um, also, just gritty streaking and oh repelling, God, <laughs> repelling from the, the top of the lane. Okay, so you had the pleasure of going to the game and watching it in person, which was probably an amazing yes. experience in the link. Um, yes, and I've only been to the link one other time, and it was to see Guns N' Roses. Yeah, so um, I had the pleasure of being at probably the total opposite venue of the link, and that is the Applebee's bar. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I can see how they'd be related. Well, yeah, I mean, depressed drunk people, honestly. You're not kidding. I gotta say, uh, as somebody who attended a World Series game, the Stadium Series game might have been the most trashed I've seen Philadelphia. Oh, dude. And I wasn't out there for the for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But... Well, we had a Sixers game, game earlier in the Series, day. Game three of the World Series came close, but people were like... There were, there were a lot of the fans went people to... People were when, in the bag, like, more than normal. A lot of people went to the Sixers game at 1, probably tailgated the game oh, at definitely. 1, went to the game, went to go tailgate after the game for mm-hmm. the stadium series, and then went to the stadium series. Mm-hmm. Which didn't start until 8 because it got pushed back because of the rain because they thought they would avoid the rain, and then the rain well, was still happening. Back. The start time was always 8. I thought, it, which was I just, thought it was 7. No, it was 8, and everybody... I mean, everybody I talked to was just like, this is bullshit. Why why are you starting this fucking game at 8 o'clock? Why not yeah. have it at 6.30? Primetime, baby. It would have been dark, so you wouldn't have the glare on the ice. Yeah. I just There was just some weird things the NHL did that I just didn't make sense. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a great game. I mean, I so so me and my buddy were at the... It was a great four minutes of hockey. Great four minutes of hockey. Um, me and my buddy were at, uh, were at Applebee's watching the game, okay. and uh, we were down 3-1. to one. And or was it four to one? In the we third? were down three to one. Okay, it was three to one because we won four to three. That's right. Yes. It was three to one, and we scored off that power play slash empty netter. Yep. To make it three to two, and there were like two and a half minutes left, and we were like, "All right, they're not going to make a comeback. 
We can go home. So I started to drive home, and by the time I got I home, we before. had one. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I was gone for ten minutes, and we made a comeback and scored I have a, three I times. I have a similar story. Two times. So we... I was with my dad. Yeah. We went to the game. First period, great. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially they, they tie it up. Yep. Second period, a little frustrating, but, you know, we're, we're optimistic. Yeah. Um... The third period when Malkin scored, my dad and I were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so my dad, you know, he, um, he's like, let's go. <laughs> Can we just leave? <laughs> he's, uh, he's like, let's, let's head out. Like, there's no, there's no way this is happening. And I mean, it literally took us like a good hour to park the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like from the time we were on, uh, Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> it was Louis like, I... I don't want to deal with this. Like, let's just head out. We, we can listen to the car. They're not going to... Like, with the way they're playing right now, there's no way they're going to win the game. No shot. Get to the car. JVR scores. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Great. They're going to make it interesting. Yeah. Um, get home. Voracek scores. Yeah. I'm like, Dad. Dad. Voracek just scored. Um, <laughs> and he's like, are you, are you shitting me? You shit. They, well, they're not gonna win. There's no way they're gonna win. And then Juru scores, and he's like, he's like dumbfounded. He's like, I'm so sorry, I did that to you. <laughs> it's like it's okay. I'm only gonna hold it over your head for the rest of your life. Um, sorry, Mr. Larson. <laughs> it's a. I think it's like immediately a classic game. Oh yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, it's a state rival. Yeah. Fuck Pittsburgh. Won. At the link, um, gritty streaking, getting ejected. <sighs> It was a great game, and I think one of the notable things is that this, it's, this is a sad transition, uh, but one of the notable things is it's the last game that Wayne Simmons played as a flyer. Yeah. And I am... Wayne Simmons is my favorite player of like this generation of Flyers hockey. Yeah, one of them for me. Um, hands down, I think he just embodied what it meant to be a flyer. Of course. Um, I, I'm going to miss him so much, and, like, and that game was like no... No exception. Were you just like some of the, the ruthless hits he had? Oh, I think he knew it was his last game, so he had to put on a show. He did, and he really did. Um, so we traded him to, to Nashville, and he's going to be reunited with Peter Laviolette, yeah. which I think is a good matchup for him, and I think it's a good scenario for him to go to. I think he's going to be a star. I hope. I hope he wins a chip. I, I really. I want him to. I think that before he retires, we have to be realistic also and and say that he scored like. Five goals in twenty-five games of this calendar year. Yeah, you know he he wasn't going to re-sign here. He wasn't playing great. We had to get something for him. That being said, I wasn't thrilled with the with the haul. I think again, something's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a fan, you're overrating your own players. Right? Of course. You, and you have that that fan connection. We have a bias where it's like emotionally, I'm going to overvalue. Wayne Simmons. Yeah, he's um, in his eighth year, ninth year in his career. Play, he career. played in Philadelphia, I think it was eight years. Eight years, yeah. Seven or eight years. Uh, he came over in the um, in the Richards trade. Yes, because Carter, mm-hmm. Carter went to Los Angeles, but it was mm-hmm. after Carter went to um, Columbus, which is how we got Voracek. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he came over. He, was, he went in the Richards trade. Yeah. Which is, uh, like, that's a while ago. Yeah. That really is. I mean, that was a two captains ago, if you think about it. Was that Danny Briere? Or was that before Briere? No, no, no. Richard was captain. Oh, uh, Richard. was yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Then it was Drew. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Briere was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, uh, I just nothing but respect for for Wayne Simmons. I'm gonna miss him so much. He is. I can't so wait for him to come back. Goddamn big. Yeah, I know. He's so big. A big, powerful man who can score goals. Oh my god, I'm gonna miss Simmons so much. Yeah, I. Uh... <sighs> it's just, so, it's so, so sad, sad, man. It's so sad. Let's keep making ourselves sad. Because Carter Hart's going to be out for a little bit of time with a lower body injury. So, Which is weird to me because he was he looked fine in the warm-ups like you know, the two days before the stadium series game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's out. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they pulled him two games in a row. Yeah. Um, why he – like what the strategy was by the Flyers to, to have that man start all of those games in a row – was beyond me knowing the stadium series game was going up, knowing that seventy thousand people were coming, knowing that those seventy thousand people are coming to see uh, your phenom goalie yeah. and not Brian Elliott. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I, so real, real, like real question. Um, we trade Simmer. Yes, we're coming off of a, a good streak that we had going, winning yep. streak. Yep. Um, we're a couple games out from a wild card spot. A few, we're a few games out. From we're a few games. We're, we're about eight out. Um, the games going there's a, there's a Flyers game going on right now. What yeah. is the score? The Flyers score right now. Mm-hmm. You're putting me on the spot. I mean, you're the one with a laptop that that is has access to it right now. Yeah, let me check. Oh. That was creepy that you said that because my phone literally just buzzed. What's the score? Um, it's four two. Sandheim just scored. Okay, nineteen four two remaining. So third. we're winning. We're winning four to two. Carter Hart's out for a week, a couple weeks. Yeah. Why aren't we tanking? Why aren't we tanking? I think it's because we're not that many points out of the second wild card spot, right? Carolina's in that spot right now. We have sixty five points. Carolina has seventy two. Okay. Seven points. Okay, we win tonight. We get to we're we're we're, we're six points, right? Or is a win two? Sabers, so what would be two? So we'd be five back. Assuming the Carolina lost. Okay, so or didn't play. Yes. So. And Buffalo, by the way, is immediately in front of us. For the. Wild card. So, like, we're the five seed right now for the wild card. Buffalo's the four seed. Okay. Buffalo's got... But Buffalo has um, 66 points. But if we're going to be the eight seed anyway, what's the fucking point of winning? I'm right there with you. I think... And I think that's... I'm kind of confused why that wasn't a fire sale at the deadline. Why didn't you try to trade Raffle? Why didn't you try to get anything you could for literally anybody on the roster yeah um we literally didn't trade simmer until like the last five minutes of the of the trade and i think that was i I do think there was a lot of stock to the reports that they were asking for too much there was a lot of a lot of talk that what the the demand was for simmer at the start of the day Mm. was a first round pick and a player um obviously what they got was very different i think they sort of resorted to taking whatever it is that they could yeah um you know harrington harrington is is not the best player in the world but he's tough you know, yeah. he, he hits hard. He skates hard. He had a he's not gonna be big a, hit tonight. He did. He's not going to be a thirty goal scorer. <sighs> no. Um, right. And your fourth rounder is not going to be a thirty goal scorer either. No. But it's Tom Brady of hockey. <laughs> something's been. Yeah, they stopped Drew, it. Drew shrugs. They stopped him from getting to play for the ex, going to play for the Expos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I. 
I, I think something's better than nothing. I really yeah. do. I just it's it's a shame when that guy leaves. But Hart, I mean, just please make him help. Please keep him healthy. Like don't don't play him much for the rest of the fucking year. I would play him right. Like I would definitely play him and let him get experience. Yeah, not much. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If this lower body injury is a real injury, yeah, um, you know, really real injury or a concern, yeah. I wouldn't be touting him out too much, you know. Yeah, but that's hockey. I mean, it's it's just depressing and depressing here. We should just fucking tank. There's no point. We're not gonna win against trust the one process. Seed. We need to trust the process, but with hockey. All right, you want to talk about the process? Of course. We don't have a big one anymore, or two, or three. Or four. We have a big five. <laughs> a big five. And it makes me so happy. And I know we talked about this. But four of them are healthy right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Boban, but also Boban's not healthy now. No, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about Embiid. He's out with a knee injury. Yeah, I... I'm, I'm still... I'm still all in on the Sixers right now. I mean, I think that we... We've showed that we can win without Embiid. Yeah. But we we really need him healthy. Yeah. Um, very badly. Um, Boban, Boban stepped up, though, the last few games with, with the injuries. Yeah, then he, then he got hurt last game, and now our starting center is Amir Johnson. How do you feel about that? I want to jump off the Ben Franklin. I, I really like Amir Johnson. I think he's a great, great locker room guy. Third string center. And a great third or fourth string center. Um <laughs> I, you know, and uh, if you look at it though, I mean, right now we are we're thirty nine and twenty two. We're the fourth seed. Yeah. Right. So ahead of us are the Pacers, the Raptors, and the Bucks. At least we're ahead of the Celtics. We're ahead of the Celtics. Does anybody scare you? The Bucks. The but I think the Bucks are more concerning than I than I initially had them. Yeah, he's the the Greek freak. Is literally Hercules. Incarnated into a seven-foot powerhouse. No, he's he's legit. I mean, he's he's leading. He is leading the Bucks in points per game. Literally every stat per game, field goal percentage, and rebounds. He's probably just not leading in like technical fouls, and that's probably the only stat he doesn't lead in. Uh, um, yeah, he's he's just he's their else. whole team, but he's got them in second. I'm not. I'm not terribly scared by the Toronto. Like, I think the Raptors are a good team, but... If we have to play Toronto in a seven-game series, I have us over Toronto. Yeah, I definitely do, too. I don't think they're any... Like, I don't think they're anything that no. out of this world. Um, but Milwaukee does scare me. The Pacers, I'm just kind of like, whatever on. Uh, the Celtics, I just... I don't know what's happened to the Celtics. Um, I don't know, man. I but don't know. Kyrie, I, Kyrie to the Knicks? Kyrie to the Knicks. Kyrie to the Knicks. Yeah, it's the Kyrie. It's the Kyrie right and Kevin Durant to the Knicks. What do you think? Um, that make them the favorite in the East, right? It would make them the favorite of the East, but without anybody else, like it's yeah. Just, I mean, two max contracts. Yeah, I think that would be that would be interesting to see. Well, I mean, they would probably draft Zion because it would make it would so make, it'd be Zion, Kyrie, and and KD. It would make Knicks basketball like watchable, Re- relevant again. Yeah. Because right now, I mean, tw- they're 12 and 48 right now. I mean, they're... They're, they're literally like the copying our process. Yeah, they're not as bad as Phoenix, who's already eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. At 12, at 12 and 50. Who's surprised by that, though? I'm not surprised by it. They're not, they're how, not surprised How wild would it be, though, if... I think there's no way that, like, the NBA... 
there's no way that the NBA doesn't let Zion go to New York. But how wild would it be if, like, if Zion went to the Phoenix Suns? That would be... <laughs> that would be insane. And we have to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Or like, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> like, you know, like, just somebody... Somebody just completely irrelevant. Yeah. I I would die. Yeah. You know who I think would be really good in a couple years, though? Yeah. I know this isn't the Sixers. I think the Mavs. Yeah, dude. They got... They got Luka and Porzingis. Oh, my God. Oh my god! They're gonna be real good. Luca's rookie of the year. I do. I. I mean, Trey Young is on a tear right now. Luca is rookie of the year. Yeah, I. He I'm, got snubbed for the All Stars. There's, there is a, there is nothing that anyone I think could say to convince me he's not. Nobody. Yeah. Literally nobody. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Zaire Smith? <laughs> mm. Jokey, jokey. <laughs> Talking about the Sixers. I have now. to laugh because it hurts. It hurts <laughs> so bad. But but they're I, I'm not mad at the Sixers though because I think that we're we're in such a we're in such a good position right now. Yeah. You know. And Boban's only gonna be out for five, six days. Yeah, right? not not much. It's, he he got an MRI, it's a bruise on his knee. And he's going to be back soon, so it's it's all good. It's all good right now. Um, yeah, I got not worried. My Boban jersey came in. Did it? It did, dude. I'm so... We're going on the ninth, right? We're, I, Boban, you're, you're our biggest listener because in size you are one of the largest men I've ever seen in my entire That's life. True. But you probably aren't listening also. Um, I, I'm getting my jersey signed by you at the Defford Mall, so... Um, we're very I, excited to see you. I'm very excited to take a picture next to you because you are a massive human being. And just, as you come up to, like, not even his nipples. Exactly, right? <laughs> dude. His wife's 5'2", and she barely comes up to his hip. Yeah, I mean, like, you're gonna, you are gonna come, like, to the top of his stomach. Yeah, I'm gonna be able to, I'm gonna be at eye level with his belly button. Yeah, probably. It's amazing. Uh, dude, Whoa, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. So I think this is gonna this is gonna take us to our last section, which is baseball. The MLB. There is literally nothing new to report. <laughs> I, I mean, the Phillies signed Noah. Really happy about that. Great, love it. Cool. Love it. Great deal. We knew that was gonna happen anyway. Harper. I, S- Harper fucking signed. <laughs> Honestly, whether whether it's with the Phillies, just fucking sign, just stop blue balling us. Yeah, I I'm getting so tired. I'm on the one hand, I'm like, it's negotiations. It's just the process of signing a big free agent right now. He's gonna drag it out as long as he can to get the best deal for himself. Literally, no one has fucking leverage at this point. I I, Arenado signed today. Yeah, which I guess might put a little bit of leverage back to Boris. Yeah, right. Um. People have said that it's the opt-out clause. I can't imagine that being the hold-up. I, 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 I don't know. I, I can't see what a hold-up can be, and that would be the only logical reason. Um, I think salary, if, because it maybe that you... Because have... I've also heard that he that he doesn't want to... He's questionable about the Philly fans. Well, the Philly fans will fucking love you, Bryce, if you don't shit the bed. Yeah. If you play halfway decent, yeah. we're going to fucking love you. Or if you just do what you did in, in Washington, which was give it your all. 
Yeah, Ryan Howard played halfway decent for the last five years of his fucking career, and we still loved him. We didn't give a shit if he couldn't even jog the first base. We Ooh, still liked see, him. See, that I actually disagree with you. I actually have some thoughts on that. I I think that the way Phillies fans treated Ryan Howard at the end of his career, like we should have, we should be ashamed of ourselves. I'm being totally honest with you. Just because I feel like Howard. I don't know. I, I was season ticket holder for those years. And I, and I was at those games and I just saw how the fan base just relentlessly gave him shit. And we ta- also weren't for, playing well. For taking for taking a contract that nobody would turn down in their right mind. You know? I, I, I Ryan Howard's my legitimately my favorite Philadelphia Philly. Yeah. Um, followed closely by Doc. And uh, I'm, I'm a Howard apologist. But if, if Bryce plays well... But if, Bla- if Bryce plays well... like Look at Aaron Rowan. Aaron Rowan was a unremarkable, average center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies during a horrific period of Phillies baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, early and mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, only here for a couple years. Mm-hmm. He is a legend in this city because in a meaningless game for a team that was going nowhere, he broke his nose catching doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, catching a pop-up. Um... And all Philly fans want is intensity. Like, they don't care about anything else. Yeah, so don't play like a fucking bitch, and we won't hate you, Bryce. That's literally (laughs) our one requirement. We don't care how much money we throw at you. We don't care if you're asking for $350. Do you think at this point, I I feel like if, if Harper and Boris, like, my only logical thinking is they're not getting the money out of teams they're thinking, and they're hoping somebody's gonna blink. I almost think it would behoove him to take a, a short-term deal, take a take a dual LeBron deal, right? One year with a second-year player option mm-hmm. with a ludicrous annual salary. Yeah. What is the worst-case scenario? The worst-case scenario is you you get hurt or mm-hmm. you shit the bed. Great, you trigger your one-year option. Yeah. Try again. Yeah. Uh, and go for your mega contract. Best-case scenario, you do what you've done, which is when you're healthy, play at an MVP level. And then go for the contract again next year. Yeah. I Because I, you opt out. I, I don't know what... I I, I don't... The problem, the problem, the problem is doing. he's in a single horse race now because Manny Machado already signed somewhere. He's with the Padres. Right. Right. So there's and no... There's no other outfielder who... I mean, honestly, at any point, who was close to being as good as he was in the open market. No. I, I have no idea what's going on. I just want it to end... Um, so do I. Like, I already, like, Bryce, I gave you an ultimatum. I tweeted you and say, and I said, Harper, sign somewhere. <laughs> please. Like, if you don't sign with the Phillies, I'm jumping off the Ben Franklin. Oh, please so don't. It's, so it's in your ballpark. Like, my life is in your hands, Bryce, so. <laughs> please don't give Bryce Harper ultimatum in your life. I already did. Tweeted, tweeted to him. Um, it's got, like, six likes. So, Bryce. And getting a lot of buzz off of it, you better acknowledge me. We're pretty much like twelfth cousins, so it's true. You share a last name. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna lost your words. Also, Kimbrel and Keiko are still unsigned. And if I'm the Phillies, like we need a left hand starter. Mm-hmm. We need a fucking closer. Yeah. Uh, so make those deals happen in the meantime. So if Bryce doesn't pan through, I say. We just pick them up. Pick them both up with the I, money that we were going to use I for Bryce. I acknowledge we're already doing the thing that we said we wouldn't do, which is trying to talk ourselves down and, like, the inevitability. He signed somewhere else. Like, we're trying to tell each other it's going to be okay. Um, which, by the way, Nick Williams 
looking pretty good in spring training. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not looking too bad. Oh, almost like he could be a, a real potential option in right field. <laughs> what other choice do we fucking have? Althar? Althier? Altier? Altier, yeah. No? Sure. No? Either one of them. I don't... <laughs> Don't you know care who, at this times point. Times like this, you know who I wish was still around the league? Juan Pierre. Jeez. Like, he was like a Kenny Lofton type who just played <laughs> with everybody. Who was just always there when you needed him. Always could do something halfway decent. Play for a few games as we wait for, for Harper Lent to end. Um, Bryce, I've broken Harper Lent like 12 times. Well, that's because you're weak-willed. I couldn't give up bacon, bro. Like, it's... It's tough. It's fucking Bacon. I hear you. I hear you. Bryce Harper signed somewhere, please. Like we could, we could. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm just... <laughs> he, he literally's throwing his arms up. I, uh, see you guys next week. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Fourth and Floundering. Um, please review us, give us five star rating, and thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you and see you next time. Bye, guys. Until then, I've been Mitch. I've been Drew. Goodbye. Bye.